You're listening to the Quince podcast. Vikas Dubey, a history sheeter with up to 60 criminal cases against him, escapes from his hideout as his goons kill eight Uttar Pradesh police personnel in Bikru village in rural Kanpur. After the incident, the police suspend station officer Vinay Tiwari for his alleged role in tipping off Dubey. Dubey's aide Daya Shankar Agnihotri, who's arrested in the encounter, tells the police that Dubey had purportedly received a phone call likely from the police station and so Before the cops could reach Bikru to raid his hideout and arrest him, Dubey allegedly called around 20 to 30 of his men. The police are then ambushed by the goons who are expecting them and the whole encounter turns into a bloodbath. This incident from 2nd July sounds like a movie plot but in fact it's the other way around. Movies are inspired from this kind of reality in the state of Uttar Pradesh where the nexus between crime and politics runs thicker than blood. What is responsible for such daring acts of crime in the state? Why haven't governments been able to root out notorious criminals like Dubey? For this podcast, we spoke to retired IPS officer and former DGP of Uttar Pradesh, Vikram Singh. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shorbri. This recent encounter gives flashbacks of Operation Dadua. The police under the Mayawati regime had shot dead the notorious dacoit Shiv Kumar Patel Dadua in July 2007, bringing an end to his 40-year-old reign. On the way back, the police team that had killed Dadua was fired upon by his gang members. At least 6 police personnel were left dead. It was Dadua then, it is Dubey now. It was Mayawati's government then, it's Yogi Adityanath's government now. But Uttar Pradesh's Gunda Raj seem to have survived it all. The question is why and how. The terms Gunda Raj or Jungle Raj by now have become synonymous with Uttar Pradesh. Come elections, political parties promise to rid Uttar Pradesh of its Jungle Raj until things go back to where they always were. Lawlessness, communal violence, corruption, crimes. Uttar Pradesh's politics has dabbled in pretty much all kind of political vices be it with the Congress party or the BSP or the SP or even the BJP. Although amongst all the other parties in the state the Samajwadi party regime has been associated with the Gunda Raj the most the bond between crime and politics in the state go a long way back. Uttar Pradesh consistently has been one of the top states when it comes to crimes. While it had the highest number of murders according to NCRB data from 2016, in 2017 it reported the highest number of crimes against women. And from booth capturing to contesting elections, criminal characters have had a very dominating presence in the state's politics. Even in the case of Vikas Dubey, he had been criminally active since the last three decades, and whilst also allegedly maintaining links with every political party. In fact, in 2000. Dubey had even won the Shivrajpur seat in a zila panchayat poll which he had incidentally fought from prison where he was lodged after a murder charge but his criminal activities began way back in 1990 with a murder case over the years he accumulated numerous criminal charges for attempted murder kidnapping extortion and rioting and in the year 2001 which is one year after his panchayat poll victory he was also accused of killing a state minister and bjp leader 
Santosh Shukla. But then he went scot-free. The late Santosh Shukla's brother Manoj Shukla claimed that the firing had happened inside the police station where police personnel were witnesses but none of them came forward. While talking about his brother's death to the quint, Mr Shukla added that it's the police's inaction in the past that has resulted in such bloodshed now. The role that the police played in that incident has resulted in what has happened today. The government can't give money to the cops. The criminals give their money. Given the deplorable condition of the government, money is their weakest point. As a result, a criminal has targeted the police today. Now coming to the latest incident of the ambush which left at least 8 cops dead and 7 injured the big question is how did dubey master the courage to kill 8 police personnel including a dsp the incident has raised some suspicions about whether or not any insider had tipped off the gangster about the raid and curiously the power supply was also cut off during the encounter and the person responsible for that confessed to having snapped the connection on instructions of a caller who claimed that he was calling from the nearby Chobeypur police station in Kanpur and the day after the encounter as the police probed into the insider's role the station officer of Chobeypur police station was suspended pending an inquiry into links with dubey and the deceased police personnel's family members have also questioned the police's role in fudging the raid and the lack of political will to weed out such criminals this is late constable rahul's sister nandini Why were they not provided with helmet and bulletproof jackets? If a team of 50 police personnel was going on a raid, they didn't know a shootout could happen. He called to say he's going on a raid. Did the staff not know that they are on a raid? Police don't work properly because the government doesn't support them. If he had a helmet, could a bullet have hit him on his head? Ministers get heightened security arrangements. One minister is accompanied by 20 policemen for security. Why no protection for the policemen? But why did it have to come down to this incident where policemen had to lose their lives for the police to crack down on the gangsters then? If Dubey had been criminally active since 1990, why wasn't he rooted out in the last 30 years? Former DGP of Uttar Pradesh Vikram Singh believes it's the nexus of politics, the police force, and the underworld that goes into the making of Vikas Dubey and other criminals like him. Vikas Dubey is an embodiment of the nexus between the khaki khadi and the underworld, and the devious criminal that he is. He has taken fullest advantage of the loopholes and the frequent changes in the government. He is one person who is identified as a person who can manipulate 25,000 votes in any election, and therefore he is one person who really matters during the election. And the, consequently, the likes of Vikas Dubey's household undesirable become indispensable, hmm. and this indispensability makes him a person who, as an imperative in any election, it is difficult to find a single political party who has distanced itself from Vikas Dubey. A murder in Shivali Police Station of a state minister rank official in the police station itself, and discharged from the court of law for want of evidence where every witness was a police officer. Don't you think it was the duty of every successive government to find out? It was a bad investigation, worse prosecution, ending in acquittal, 
was any action taken against the investigation, the prosecutors. And if not, it is indicative of the biggest flaw and the infirmity that has emerged in the police. And that is, you do not pursue high-profile cases. You do not pursue cases. You do not do what you are expected to do and you are paid to do. I Identify the reasons of acquittal, identify and then take action. Acquittal reports are not something that I'm speaking of the hat. They were supposed to be prepared in every case of acquittal, more so in case of such important cases. They were not prepared because show me the man and I'll show you the rules. Syndrome was existed and he was let off the hook. Like the governments before him, after coming to power, Yogi Adityanath had also vowed to tackle the criminals in Uttar Pradesh. He had said that most of them are either in jail right now or have run away from the state. And yet, we have an incident such as this getting reported from the state. Perhaps it's not about a single criminal or a single encounter. A quick glance at the history of Uttar Pradesh's politics would prove that the same incident has gotten repeated several times in history. Before Chaube, there was Harishankar Tiwari in 1985, who had won a seat from Chillupar as an independent candidate and remained an MLA for 22 years under the BSP, the SP and the BJP, despite the murder, extortion and kidnapping cases against him. Then there's also D.P. Yadav, who was elected an MLA four times and an MP twice. The criminal cases against him kept mounting and in 1992, he was accused of killing the MLA from Dadri, Mahindra Bhati. He was still elected as an MLA in the erstwhile SP government. Later, he was also elected as a BJP MP in Rajya Sabha, though the BJP soon distanced itself from him. Or even take the example of Mukhtar Ansari, who is a five-time MLA from Mao Assembly constituency, despite murder, kidnapping and extortion charges against him. The list can go on and on, and Mr Singh says that political morality seems to be a myth. Political morality as a statement appears to be a myth and the biggest example is in northern India. Politics, if you want to see this politics is the last resort of a scoundrel, come to Uttar Pradesh and you will see for yourself firsthand that politics indeed for at least 20% of scoundrels is a very happy pasture, the greenest pasture. And therefore, a time has come when the Supreme Court directives and what this government also had taken to put all the cases of politicians in a fast-track court and see whether... If they are convicted, they will not allow to contest or participate in the electoral process. But that was not to happen. It was too good to be true. And every political single party has shelved it and nobody is interested. With the Supreme Court asking political parties to publish the criminal history of their candidates in the assembly elections, the criminalization of politics is out there in the open for everybody to see. Currently, in UP, in the 17th Vidhan Sabha that was elected in 2017, 143 out of the total 403 legislators have quote-unquote impressive criminal antecedents, according to data provided by the Association of Democratic Reforms or the ADR. And BJP tops the list as it also had won the most number of seats with 114 MLAs out of 312 declaring criminal cases against them. SP comes second with 14 out of 47 MLAs admitting to criminal cases. For the BSP, it's 5 out of 19 MLAs and from the Congress, it's 1 out of 7 MLAs. So even if Dubey is arrested, can crimes of this nature come to an end without breaking the manacle of crime and politics? If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. 
Pillav on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, Jio Seven, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn dot com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts. 